What you're going to do is you're going to take something that activates uh, the bioflow, like the bitters, and you'll take some glutathione with it, whatever else you add into the mix. And about a half hour later, your liver's dumping toxins into your GI tract, and you want to take your binders. So we call it push, catch. Now, what are you going to do in the middle? Push, walk, catch. Push, sauna, catch. That's the best one. I hop in my clear light, and I, you know, take the time there, and then take the binders. Foot baths, yoga, tai chi, mindfulness exercises. You're just going to bookend that with the push and the catch, and you will be moving things out all the time. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. All right. Hello, everyone. It is good to be here with you today back on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. This is an episode of He Said, She Said, always welcoming different perspectives and controversy. And if there is some, sometimes there's not any and sometimes, sometimes there is. So today on He Said, She Said, I have Dr. Chris Shade. Chris Shade is a PhD and founder and CEO of Quicksilver Scientific, which is a leading company in the nation. It continues to be the driving force of development and innovation. And Dr. Shade's vast depth and breadth of knowledge and passion for healing and intuitive understanding of chemistry and biology are reflected in Quicksilver's well-designed detoxification protocols, as well as unique supplement delivery systems. One of the things is that, you know, I first heard this incredibly ingenious Einstein-like gentleman speak on stage at a medical conference. I believe it was AMMG over a decade ago. And he was talking about mercury detoxification and uh, heavy metal specifically and had done his thesis training on this and created a whole system around this because nothing else was working. And this is one of the areas of health that are dangerous, like heavy metal poisoning is dangerous and and difficult and you have to eliminate it safely. People have been all over the place affecting heavy metals and one thing that we know that as a as a gynecologist I became very interested in heavy metals because of the triad between yeast infections, thyroid dysfunction and mercury toxicity. So I started noticing that over and over again in my clients that combination and then what, you know, course, I never learned to chelate heavy metals. And I'm curious if any of you have heard of heavy metal chelation or knew the connection between heavy metals and toxicity, as well as heavy metal toxicity and high cholesterol. One of the things, and sometimes we just see a high cholesterol and think we need to treat it. And so we're going to talk to, but that's not the right approach to take. We have to figure out why it's high. So with Dr. Shade, we're going to talk about these things and, and 
what he's developed, as well as the important connection, not just of thyroid hormones, but also of our adrenal hormones and sex hormones and how they're affected by heavy metal toxicity specifically. So let me bring him on. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Well, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, it's been like over a decade that we met each other, right? Oh, definitely was a decade ago. And I was kind of coming onto the scene doing mercury testing, mercury detox, started detoxing just about everything, built the whole company, developed off into doing cardiometabolic stuff, immune stuff, and now hormone stuff. And so I was a little bit more focused just on the metal toxicity at the time. But how did I even get there? You've got to go way back. I, I was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? Not the West Bank. Yeah. Yeah, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, it's a little steel town. And so, well, you know, I went to Ursinus College in Collegeville, which isn't far from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I went to Lee. My dad was a professor at Lehigh. And so, I was bathed in metal toxicity my whole life. And I had tons of amalgams and everything. And I went to graduate school and I was looking for environmental toxicity. But uh, before graduate school, I left, finished my undergrad, became an organic farmer. So, I was doing biodynamic farming up on the East Coast. And so I had this interest in health and complex, you know, organic farming, it's all the microbiome of the soil. So I was really into all that stuff. And then I was looking at environmental pollution around agriculture, then got my PhD in environmental toxicity and was looking at metals toxicity and then started the company around that with some testing I developed and then developed how to get mercury out of the body. And so that's really how we got here. And then the delivery system is really the signature for us. I mean, we know all the buttons you got to hit to turn up all the machinery we need for detox. But the only way we can get that all really done is through these liposomal and nanoemulsion delivery systems that get all the compounds into your blood, peak in the blood in 20, 30 minutes, activate everything that we need to activate. And so that really revolution in bioavailability is what enables us to do what we do. Okay. So you said a couple things, liposomal delivery. <laughs> like, okay, what is liposomal delivery and why does it make it better? And the second thing you said was nanoemulsion. I mean, I love these words you use, Chris. They're amazing. <laughs> but what are they? What are they? Yeah. So a liposome. So first, What's the problem? The problem is bioavailability. We have a lot of compounds that we've extracted from plants, pure things like curcumin and resveratrol and quercetin, and we have all the biochemical data on the pathways that they target. But even the drug companies know how good these are for the different pathways, but the reason they don't use them is because they have poor bioavailability and you can't get them into the system. So we need some way to cheat the normal absorption and increase it. And so we have two different kinds of little fat particles that are dispersed in water. So one is called a liposome and it looks like a tiny cell and it's made out of the same things that the cell membrane is made out of. They're called phospholipids. So in a liposome, we make this phospholipid bilayer. It's like a little ball and inside the ball is water. And we use that for water soluble nutrients that we're trying to increase the bioavailability of. Glutathione is our flagship, and that's your core of your antioxidant and detoxification system. B-complex, vitamin C, NAD precursors, we do a lot of those. Those all go into this thing called a liposome. And that liposome, when you make it small enough, just 
it doesn't need the normal uptake mechanisms in the gut. It just diffuses right across the mucous membranes in the mouth, into capillaries around the mouth. What you swallow diffuses across the membranes in your stomach and upper GI and is able to deliver the payload in at a greatly increased efficiency and a much faster speed. Now, that other particle I talked about, the nanoemulsion, like an emulsion, like mayonnaise is an emulsion. Salad dressings are an emulsion. They're little droplets of water surrounded, I mean, droplets of fat surrounded by water. So in the nanoemulsion, you have a single layer of the phospholipids and a droplet of oil in the middle. And then we put the oil-soluble nutrients in there. And that could be oil-soluble vitamins like vitamin D, vitamin K, vitamin E, or it could be these plant-based compounds like the quercetin, luteolin, resveratrol, the berberine, curcumin, what have you, they all go in there. And so then same deal, when you hold those, that all comes into, into circulation. So like when we set up a detox, we'll give you the glutathione and liposome, we give you a whole bunch different phyto compounds, plant-based compounds to activate cellular machinery of detox. And that'll help kick the toxins out into the blood from the tissues. And at the same time, we're activating liver pathways to grab those toxins from the blood, pull them through the liver and dump them out with the bile. So then after that, you come in with a binder and pick, pick them all up. And so because everything's absorbed at the same time, you get this nice coordinated coordinated movement of toxins from tissue to blood to liver to bile to GI and then a binder to pick them all up. So those are our two particles and how we use them in, in at least in the context of detox. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. And then that's one of the things that I initially used quite frequently was your, and I'm a big fan of the glutathione, your liposomal glutathione, your liposomal apolipoic acid with vitamin C. I mean, these are things we certainly used a lot of over the last few years and recommended it to a lot of clients. So when, like, how do you know you have heavy metal toxicity and who should go about, you know, how do you know and how do you test? Yeah, I mean, first there's general toxicity, but heavy metals in specific, kind of the symptoms that come along with that, fatigue and anxiety are probably the most notable ones. The fatigue is because they break down the, or they interfere with the mitochondria's ability to make cellular energy. The metals also affect the hormone system very heavily, mostly around the thyroid, preventing T4 to T3 conversion, which is, it's the thyroid chemical that really turns up the gas on any energy production. So it's lowering energy, and then it affects the brain in a way that it activates what are called the glutamate receptors. If you ever heard of glutamate excitotoxins like monosodium glutamate winds up this neurotransmitter activity that makes you gives you anxiousness it gives you anxiety because it, it it's overworking the memory patterns around fear and the metals hyperstimulate that so making you like wired and anxious but tired so how are you going to test it then usually some blends of blood testing urine testing for mercury in, in particular, we have something called the mercury tri-test at Quicksilver, and that does blood, hair, and urine, and separates the different forms of mercury in there so that we know, is this amalgam form? Is this coming from fish? How are you excreting it? Is there a kidney block? Is there a liver block? And that's just for mercury. Then we have a whole blood metal panel 
that's looking at both the nutrient metals, because you really have to know if you're looking at the metals in your body, you got to know what's my copper level, what's my zinc level, what's calcium, magnesium, some of the cofactors for detox, like molybdenum and selenium, how are those doing? And then the rest of the toxic metal. So we do the mercury. Oh, one second, one second. I know you talk yeah. so fast, Chris. So I want to just- It's always em- me down because I'm like- I know, I'm like, okay. I just want to <laughs> emphasize a couple points because when we're detoxing, we're going to detox good metals, good minerals, at the same time as we're detoxing toxic. So we really have to watch out and be careful and understand, like keep replenishing our- beneficial minerals at the time also that we're preparing or in the process of chelating heavy metals. It's so important. I've seen many people do this wrong and get into trouble. Yep. And also those beneficial metals and specifically zinc and copper are getting displaced in the body by the bad ones. So you need to bring those levels up while you're getting rid of the bad ones. And as Anna was saying, if you're using pharmaceutical chelators, if you're using EDTA or DMSA or DPS, you're going to waste out a lot of copper and zinc and you can, you know, deplete yourself in those at the same time you're getting rid of the heavy metals. So that will give you nutrient metals and then the rest of the main metals. So the main metals are mercury, cadmium, arsenic, and lead. And they all have a lot of similar effects and then some differing effects, but a lot, a lot of them, well, all of them have some level of endocrine disruption activity mm-hmm. and some metals. So when we say endocrine disruption activity, yeah. we're talking about hormone disruption, disruption within the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. I mean, our hormones are our energetic messengers, chemical messengers. And so all of a sudden we, you know, we've created some interference. Yeah, absolutely. And that interference, you know, it could be skewing ratios of, of, of different hormones, which all have to be in this symphony-like balance. And, you know, we think about the sex hormones and adrenal hormones, but the thyroid is right in there too. And thyroid is a major target for the various metals. And probably in the hormone disruption, you've got mercury, cadmium, and arsenic as thyroid disruptors. And then more towards the sex hormone disruptors, cadmium and nickel. And then which ones are carcinogenic, cadmium and arsenic. And so they all have a bad effect. So you can look at blood tests. There's sometimes there's urine tests for it. Some people do what's called a challenge test where they take some chelator and see what kind of metals they pee out. But these days you don't really need to do the chelation. Chelation? Yeah, the, the, the analytical techniques are good enough now to, to read everything without the chelation. And so are you looking, when you're looking at the test, you have a tri test. Is that urine and blood? The tri is blood, hair, and urine. So for mercury, you have one form from fish called methylmercury. Right. Then you have another form that's coming from the dental amalgams, which are dental amalgams. Silver fillings are half mercury. They're not silver. <laughs> and so that form is called inorganic mercury. So we see both of those in the blood. And then methylmercury, we're looking at excretion out of the hair. And inorganic mercury, we're looking at excretion out in the urine. So that's where we're able to look at the ratios of what's in the blood to what's in the hair and urine to see how well the detox pathways are working and what forms are building up in the blood, in the blood. And by the blood, you're building up in the whole body. And so it's best to, once you open up your detox pathways, making sure we're not constipated, et cetera, start moving those metals out, but reducing exposure. What is the process? And then let's tie in the the 
endocrine system. Let's tie in the hormones and yeah. how they're affected. Yeah. So because that's I, a new addition to your Quicksilver line. So yeah. you obviously what was the connection you made? You're like, okay, all of these people have hormone disruption. So tell me about making that. Why you felt it was important to bring in that piece of the puzzle: the hormones, DHEA, yeah. progesterone, pregnenolone, estrogen. I saw. You know, there's. Women, all people need hormone replacement, especially women. And oh, and men with low testosterone, it's heavy, you know, heavy metals, toxins, thyroid, all kinds of. It's, it's really tough. And in our delivery system, we have an opportunity to have a complete hormone replacement system for women where DHEA plus DHEA and pregnenolone is doing the androgens and then the topical nano serums for estriol, estradiol, and and progesterone. But I had seen, you know, how these things work together. Now, first, let's go back and say, how do you get rid of heavy metals? And in your body, your body does naturally get rid of them, but we have an overburdened detox system and we're not moving them out fast enough. So the way you do it, you have glutathione in the body and you have an enzyme that links them links the glutathione onto the metals, helps pull the metal off the thing it's stuck to and link it onto the glutathione. Then you have this complex, this metal glutathione complex, and that gets transported out of the cell into the blood, from the blood into the liver, and out of the liver with the bile into the GI tract. Some of it also goes out through the kidneys, through the urinary flow. Now, when we look at disruption to that, you can have not enough glutathione. Okay, well, we can give you liposomal glutathione, we, precursors, we can get that level up. You might not have enough activity of that conjugating enzyme. Well, we can turn that up with things that are called NRF2 upregulators. And the one that we use, you mentioned before, is the lipoic acid, or lipoic acid. That'll turn up that activity. But then you get to the liver, and women have a unique stuck point there. Well, the stuck point for everybody there is mostly the failure to move the toxins from the liver into the bile flow. So every cell in the liver is fed by blood on one side and drained on the other side by bile. That's how the toxins leave the liver with that digestive fluid we call bile. And the transporters that move the bile out of the liver are also the transporters that move the toxins out of the liver. So when you're not having enough bile flow, you're not moving toxins out. And women are much more likely to have gallbladder removals and have gall issues than men are. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons, so that can be upregulated and downregulated. And one of the things that blocks the flow of the bile out is estrogen dominance. So estrogen works in the liver and slows down the movement of the bile out of the liver. And it works on the brain at the glutamate receptors, creating stress and anxiety. That's why when your estrogen dominant and your progesterone is down, you get irritability and anxiety. That's overactivity of the glutamate receptors catalyzed by estrogen. And just that anxiousness and stress is putting you into fight or flight, and that shuts down bile flow. Because remember, the autonomic nervous system, which is the background nervous system that's controlling all of these bodily processes, has two modes. It has the fight or flight or sympathetic mode that's associated with glutamate activity, or it has the parasympathetic, rest, digest, repair, regenerate, detoxify. 
That's the calm Zen mode, and that's associated with the other neurotransmitter called GABA. So when estrogen's high and it's putting you in distress mode, it's blocking detoxification. Mm -hmm. Then what's the antidote to estrogen? But progesterone. Progesterone opens up bioflow in the liver, and it affects the GABA receptors in terms of GABA activity. That's why if you're all anxious, you take a little progesterone, you come down right away. So there was this very intimate link between estrogen, progesterone, and detoxification. And so, you know, I found myself needing to get extra progesterone into a lot of people who weren't able to detoxify well. And then when all those things get stuck in there, they amplify more of that sympathetic glutamate-based activity. So the toxin is locking you in to that jacked up, locked up space. Right, right. And and so like that's working on the hormones top down, right? That's a whole part of top down versus bottom up hormone replenishment concepts and detoxing through using more of what you're making naturally. Now, like, you know, Chris, one of the things I talk about is that hormone replenishment over replacement. I never want to suppress your body's own natural ability to make hormones. And when we're continuously using progesterone or birth control pills or anything else, we are diminishing our body's own production, right? So what are some things, strategies you found to get around that? Uh, depends where, where they are in the cycle. All right. Say they're Pre versus peri versus post. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you also you're not making, you have to replace that early. You know, peri, you know, just give them enough to get up and get everything functioning right, right. with the progesterone. A detox cleanse, right? Like that's an important piece of being able to truly benefit from hormone. Yeah. Right, and so we we like people to do at least a month long detox before they're doing hormone stuff. But that's sort of before, but sometimes you need the hormones. Sometimes you need some progesterone on board to open things out and move things out. But the more you detox them, the better all of the estrogen receptors, well, all of the hormone receptors are going to work. So the plastics are, plastics are probably the biggest endocrine disruptors, and they get into the hormone receptor sites and stick in there so that the hormones can't get in. So we like to flush those all out of the system. And so we use what's called our push-catch liver detox. Then I add on extra DIM and glutathione, and I'll uh, usually add on extra phosphatidylcholine as well, so we can help rebuild some of, some of these receptor sites. But the, in the push catch liver detox is a bitter mix and the bitters are probably the most important thing for women. So we have them get mm -hmm. extra bitters and take them all throughout the day. Bitters act on bitter receptors in the mouth, in the stomach, in the pancreas, and there's bitter receptors on the ovary. And so the bitters are opening up and getting that bioflow out and going and moving stagnant chi out of your liver. The one, my favorite bitter compound that's in there is myrrh. And myrrh in Ayurveda is the primary bitter detoxifier because it opens up bioflow, but it's also in all the gynecological formulas because it purges stagnant chi or stagnant blood out of the uterus. It also purges stagnant bile out of the liver. So we find that the bitters are a big go-to for women. And then we throw in all the other detox stuff and really get everything out and clean and you really start getting all the receptors working again and the whole system works again so that you don't have to overwhelm it with, with the hormone. 
Right. And one thing, yeah, no, I agree. And I love the use of bitters. It's one of those things I always forget about it, right? And things that in Ayurvedic, if you go to an Ayurvedic retreat, you'll eat some bitter melon or something, some sauteed melon before you eat. Go to Switzerland or Germany, they're going to be giving you bitters all the time. If you're at the Paracelsus clinic or something, you know, something that somebody locally has extracted from local herbs. They have a huge tradition of doing that. Oh my gosh. And isn't there a cordial, it's like Unicom or something that's a bitter, I mean, it's a bitter drink. It's a bitter cocktail, like an alcoholic bitter cocktail from Hungary, something like that. I forget the name of it now. There's so many. So, so many, especially in the Italian domain, all of their Amari are all different bitters. But Suze I I see in France and, you know, there's, there's just so so many different bitter cordials. And that's old European culture. And there's a damn good reason for that. There's a good reason that Angostura bitters that we put in cocktails was like, it was developed by a surgeon in the US Army. And that was his way to, he was in the tropics stationed. And that was his, he gave that to all of his soldiers. And that's how he kept them healthy is just by continuing to move bile and feed digestion. Yeah. Wow. One of the things, one of a few experts in the field and certainly recommendation that I do as well is the, you know, especially postmenopausally, when you don't have a cycle, it gets challenging to know, you know, do you take a day off of progesterone or not? I found that it works better long term to take one or two days off a week or three to five days off a month so that we're not negatively feeding back. Curious about what your thoughts around that are. Yeah, we, we haven't been pulsing that with women that aren't cycling. If they're cycling, you know, if they're going to do it, it's low dose in the first two weeks and then higher dose in the second two weeks. But the people who have been on, you know, just the straight replacement postmenopausal, they just keep they just keep a, a steady dosing of it. And we don't seem to, you know, they're not making any anymore. And you take them off of it, their levels will be, you know, super, super low. And so we haven't had them cycling those. But, so, you know, it'd be interesting, you know, to, ask some of the women to do it and see if they feel like maybe they sleep better if they take a couple of days off and, and reset the system. But I do, before we forget, we I do want to get that, yeah. another link uh, of hormones and detox. If you hear me lecture about detox, there's this cell trigger called NRF2. And that's, I said, we hit that with the lipoic acid, you can hit it with sulforaphane, polyphenolic antioxidants. And that turns up all your cellular antioxidant detoxification machinery and some of the autophagy machinery, super, super important. But it has a co-regulator that helps activate it called the PXR, the pregnant X receptor, which responds dominantly to progesterone and pregnenolone. And so as women get older and those levels are going down, their activity of those detox enzymes is going down too. And so that's another way that, so it's opening up liver flow, it's calming down irritability in the brain, and it's helping catalyze upregulation of NRF2. Yeah. And I think that's important to talk about pregnenolone because that is something that I found is under supplemented and is so necessary. And my balance cream, we use, I use progesterone and pregnenolone and then some tripeptide for the cosmetic benefits. But the pregnenolone, I think is an important piece of supporting our neuroendocrine system, cognition, memory, sleep. Yeah, it's huge. You know, we call it the mother hormone because it's the first thing past cholesterol into the hormone cascade. And then it can transform it become progesterone and then cascades over into the adrenal hormones or it goes down and through to the sex hormones. 
I find it more of a adrenal support. And of course, that neurosteroid cognitive effect that it has. And in fact, in a bunch of our adaptogen formulas, we put pregnenolone and the adaptogens in, and that really steps up its activity. I think it's a super, super important one. And especially if people, you know, have history of Alzheimer's or any kind of cognitive impairment. I mean, it's just wonderful that way. That sounds good. I know there's a lot of information. You're always like, you know, <laughs> listening to you is drinking from a fire hose. It's a, it's a lot of information. And I know we'll get questions and, and tell our audience, okay, like what are some like, you know, ABC, what are some of the first things to do to remove toxins to do on a daily basis that we can do to just keep ahead? Yeah, totally. I mean, you're going to need you need something that moves toxins and something that catches toxins. We call it push-catch or mobilize and bind. The catch-the-toxins is simple. Those are, we call the binders, the most characteristic of them and simplest of them is activated charcoal. And I actually found a study from Russia where they made mice live 30 to 40% longer just by giving them activated carbon. And when they looked at all their metabolism, they it was like a third was having another organ of detoxification and they had a much cleaner inner environment because of that. Really important. You could just take those at night, you know, four or five days a week, and that'll just help clean everything up. Now on mobilizing and moving them out, bitters are probably like a great go-to to integrate into your daily routine. Then if you want to build glutathione, you can use our liposomal glutathione, and acetylcysteine, if everything else is working in your body, will build glutathione. But if you're under certain stressors, you might need to go right to a liposomal glutathione. Uh, and so those are sort of cores of how you, you make detox work for you all the time. And I like to sort of do an activity in the middle because what you're going to do is you're going to take something that activates the bioflow, like the bitters, and you'll take some glutathione with it, whatever else you add into the mix. And about a half hour later, your liver's dumping toxins into your GI tract and you want to take your binders. So we call it push, catch. Now, what do you get in the middle? Push, walk, catch. Push, song, catch. That's the best one. I hop in my clear light and I, you know, take the time there and then take the binders. Foot baths, yoga, tai chi, mindfulness exercises. You're just going to bookend that with the push and the catch. And you will be moving things out all the time. And you should do that how often? Three to five days a week? Yeah. Every yeah. Week. You know, Just make sure you're not constipated, folks. Oh, uh, yeah. So you can't be constipated. And the easiest way around that is magnesium supplementation. Some people use magnesium citrate. Magnesium oxides, you'll find something called Oxymag out there is even more powerful. And you just have to make sure you're that you're regular because once you get bound up, everything gets bound up and that stops the bile flow. Everything gets locked. You need to be flushing that out all the time and you need to be flushing out through the kidneys. And that could be as simple as just drinking a lot of water, but you usually want a little bit of a diuretic in with it too. You know, and if you're drinking green tea, that's going to act that way. Or you're going to take some sort of herb like dandelion leaf, or our product is called kidney care to up that flow and do that a couple of times a week too. Yeah. And I would say, I think that's, that's so important. Magnesium, vitamin C. So when you're 
the magnesium that's increased bowel movements is magnesium citrate and magnesium oxide. When we get more into the chelated magnesiums and the magnesium L3-net, we're not going to see that. That's all good blood-brain barrier, good absorption yep. of magnesium, but we're not going to push it through. The other thing too, vitamin C to bowel tolerance. So increasing your vitamin C to you have watery stools, plus it's a great chelator. And that is a good cleaner upper. And yeah. uh, it's a nice, you know, it's a great free radical mop, detox, helps feed the glutathione system. And yeah, you take it to bowel tolerance till it opens everything up. Yep. Yep. So many good things. So again, I'm always telling my clients, check your urine pH and ketone, check your urine pH. You really want to get alkaline and decrease the acidity. And you'll note when you're chelating, you'll become more acidic sometimes. So oh, really yeah. adding in the greens, the spirulina, the chlorella, yeah. your mighty maca greens has both of those in it. So just adding those in to support you during this process, you guys check out Quilt Quicksilver Scientific. I have, they've given us 15% off for all of you guys for listening. So use the code Dr. Anna 15, D-R-A-N-N-A 15, all capitalized and go to quicksilver.com, quicksilver.com. Oh, sorry. Quicksilverscientific.com. And we will put notes below the show notes, you guys. Plus we typically put bullet points or transcript, shortened transcript for you guys to go back to and reference at dranna.com forward slash show. You'll be able to read the notes as well, you know, get the spelling. And this was fast. So a lot of good information. I'm glad we've had this conversation. Thank you very much, Dr. Crochet, for being with us today on the He Said, She Said. Thank you, Dr. Anna. And it really is He Said, She Said. It is. It really is. I love that. I love that. I would definitely love to invite you back. I know we'll get a lot of questions. I always have questions. And I think this is an area still in its infancy. Yeah. So important, especially the more toxic we have. Thank you. Stay backstage for a minute. I will be right back with you. I want to thank you all for listening. I mean, when it comes to uh, toxicity, these are the things that we're exposed to on a daily basis. A study that looked at cord blood in infants looked found over 267 chemicals, 197 known to be toxic. This was about 13 years ago, this study came out. It's even more so, I imagine now. And so clean before, during, and after, I mean, before and after pregnancy, we really want to clean up those toxins, but it's through all ages of our life. So, you know, to enable us to live a high quality life that we have to remove toxins, this should be part of your spring cleaning. You're cleaning your house, opening up your doors, opening up your windows, dusting out the rugs, all that good stuff. You got to do it for your body too. I always say a good detox program and do different ones. We have our keto green detox. We have Dr. Chris Shade's detox. The, the, you know, every time Time the seasons change is a good time to remember it's time to detox, but always on a daily basis, minimizing your toxic exposure, but empowering your body to remove toxins safely. That is key. Post your questions. Let us know how you like this. Definitely share this episode. It was a high content episode. And I know a lot of people aren't even aware of, of this process. So it's important. We're going to be talking about it more in the Girlfriend Doctor community. So stay tuned for more. And until next time, thank you for being here, you guys. God bless you. 